0: just before we start i want to remind you that you can find the pp6 podcast on spotify on google on apple podcast and wherever good podcasts are found you can also get in touch with the podcast on twitter at podcastpp 6 or search for pp6 podcast and you can email us at pp6podcast at gmail.com now on with the show Hi everyone, how are you? John here. It's very late on a Wednesday evening on the 23rd of December and I'm recording this. I wanted to get something out because we have not been with you for, I mean, coming up to three weeks now. And I know you guys rely on the podcast and I feel like we've let you down. So I wanted to make sure that something went out tonight or tomorrow, depending on when I edit this. It's been a hell of a three weeks. I've moved house, work has been mental for both me and Ed, we've both had various stages of some sort of horrendous lurgy that thankfully at the moment, fingers crossed, looks like it wasn't the Rona, but it's wiped us out completely alongside all of life's other issues that have come along and just meant that we couldn't get together and do a podcast for the last three weeks. And it's... A real shame because it's been a very eventful three weeks and there was so much to talk about and I feel like we've missed the boat on a lot of stuff. We've we've missed the end of our regular season, we've missed the first playoff games that have just happened, we've missed an enormous amount of trade drama. So what I wanted to do is just record a little solo podcast. I'm not going to sing again so don't worry about that. But I wanted to just record something, to get something out there and say that we're still here, we're still thinking of y'all, and we still want to be putting stuff out, and we will do the other side of Christmas and the new year, for sure. We have a very exciting Ponder Bowl Championship coming up for this year, and we want to talk about it. But for now, I'm just going to put something quick out, I'm just going to touch a few bases, so to speak, and make sure that you guys don't forget who we are. So, without further ado, as always, here's the news.
1: They're back. More hot takes, more magma takes. Jingles up the wazoo. This is the Ponder Pick Six Podcast. cast.
0: And the news this week is is injury-related, and it's mostly COVID-related, if I'm honest. It's, it's a bit bananas. I mean, if you want to look at the Week 15 injuries, and we know this is coming out after the waivers are processed, so there's not a huge amount of point in doing it. But, I mean, you look at the injury list from the week, and, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had an absolute nightmare. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Leonard Fournette all went down various stages of injured going forward. Chris Godwin's on IR. Mike Evans, I think, is unknown at this point, but looks like he might miss another week at least. Fournette pulled a hammy. What are you going to do? Ron John, if you haven't got him and no one's got him, maybe get him. Maybe do what the Jiglets manager did in a position where he doesn't care about anything and pick up Lev Bell. Who knows? Joe Mixon took a knock. Julio Jones took another injury. Frymouth, Bridgewater, Rondell Moore, Sterling Shepherd, Lamar Jackson still banged up. I mean, there's a lot going on, and if that wasn't enough, the NFL COVID tracker at the moment is absolutely bananas just to have a skim down it and reel off some fantasy-relevant players that have all been put on COVID. I mean, I think I saw that the the NFL put 100-something players on the COVID list this week, but from a fantasy point of view, I mean, Sammy Watkins, Cole Beasley, I mean, Andy Dalton, if you're struggling, (laughs) Alan Robinson, as if his season needed to get any worse, he's now on the COVID list. The Browns have a million people on there. Kareem Hunt, Baker Mayfield, Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry. Marcus Veldo Scantling has gone on for Packers. The Texans have a ton of people on there, mostly defensive players. Chiefs, Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. I mean, two absolute heavyweights in, in a lot of people's fantasy lineups. Harrison Butker, the butt kicker, couldn't butt kick COVID out of the way. Kadarius Toney's gone on for the Giants. Elijah Moore's gone on for the Jets, to late late-season pickups that would have been doing well for you. Tyler Lockett for the Seahawks. The list just goes on and on, and it's really tough now. At at a point where, for the actual teams involved, I mean, a lot of people are either in or out of the playoffs, but there's a lot to be decided. But for your fantasy playoffs, these are some really, really big names that have gone down with COVID, might be missing time, and could really make or break a season at this point so look, i i don't know what to say to you in terms of advice all i can say is good luck to you i hope if you have any of these players you have some sort of backup you can get something off the waivers uh as i will come on to in a second there's no trade deadline in the pond six league at the moment so maybe try and trade some of these players out for the two remaining games i mean it seems like the wild west at the minute anything goes and do what you can but injuries abound as always and that is the news
1: ponder pig Six podcast the ponder pig six podcast welcome to the ponder pig six podcast i'm adam warren your host and this is the main event for the evening
0: and coming out that i just wanted to quickly touch on so we had two weeks of some absolutely sensational games and i'm not going to be able to go through all of those now it just won't happen we had a lot of deciders going into week 13 the pp6 east was all but done but the central and the west still had a lot of movement in it and in the west it was basically a fight between the Honolulu horn dogs and the the best for the the spot in the central it was anyone's game still uh expat panthers were flying high at the top of the the league at the start of week 13 but everything could change and change it did Delochanate has topped the Central Commissioners. Chiefs got their first ever franchise playoff spot in the second spot, and Floating Heads in the third went through as the highest scoring non-playoff spot, which is really exciting. that the 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 scientists back in the playoffs again. Expat Panthers dropped down to the bottom of that league in the last two games. It was absolutely unbelievable. In the West, well, it's a story of trades, and, and this is something I will come on to and I'll be honest, this has been a lot of drama over the last three weeks and it's personally hit me very hard because I was along with the Butlers GM right at the centre of all of it and I wanted to get on here this week and really hash it out with Ed, ideally with GM Warren Senior as well, um, and, and, and get to it. And maybe we'll do that, maybe we will do that after the end of the season, we'll have a session dedicated to the trades that happened in the in the, the waning weeks of the regular season and what that really meant for the league. To so hear some of the rivalry that has built up between the Butler's Best and the Luluhorn Dogs over the last couple of weeks, I'm going to play you a pitch for a segment that came from G.M. Warren Sr. and I'm just going to let you listen to this and I might say a little bit after it, but this is the audio that I received sometime around week 14.
1: Yeah, I've always wondered, John, um, kind of always took exception to the way you said COVID. Um, after many weeks of listening to you on the podcast, it comes up occasionally, obviously, in the climate we're in. Uh, you opted for the lesser known COVID. So, um, I just wanted to, uh, ask you a question on uh, this latest, uh, strand that's impacting uh, the world at the minute. Um, how do you pronounce Omnicron? Oh, o oh, o oh, um, uh, uh, I, I, uh, Do you mean Omicron? Uh No, John, I meant Omnicron. Uh, anyway, moving on to our first take, our first segment of the week. It's, uh, is he a do c- Is he a c- Right, let's kick things off with the first GM on the stand. It's uh, GM Oliver Arnett. Is he a c- No. What about GM Travis Peacock? Is he a c- no. Okay. Moving on to Ian. Uh, surname escapes me right now. Is he a? No. Okay. Um, quick fire round. Uh, Goose Ed. No. Philip. Definitely not. Quinn. No. Joe. No. Matthew. No. Ed, King Winsford Ed. Obviously multiple time podcast host. No, of course not. John. Yes, Craig. Yes, uh, that wraps up our first segment of the week. Is he?
0: Is he? So yeah, I mean that's that's where it got to, and um, I'll say two things. The first is this is not the first time my pronunciation of COVID or COVID, whatever you want to call it, has been brought up. I feel like I flip between the two. I feel like sometimes I go with the American one, although I couldn't. Really tell you which one that is. I kind of chop and change. Now, for a man who's criticizing my pronunciation, calling it Omnicron is an interesting shout because it's just fundamentally not the name of it. But you know, it, it, I've been criticized for calling it Covid rather than Covid. And everyone, I think everyone knows that this new strain is called Omicron, as in Omicron, oh, how sh- is this? And if anyone wants to cover me for that, bring it. Bring it on Twitter. Email the podcast. You know where the the addresses are. Secondly, let's talk a little bit about these trades. So, Butler's and the Horn coming into a must-win set of games for both teams really went to town trying to trade in people who could make that playoff run happen. Who could get them into the playoffs? Honestly, both teams, I think, with an absolute devil they care attitude about. What happens in the playoffs? I know for my part, this is my seventh season in the league. Last six I made the playoffs, I wanted the streak to continue. And sadly, spoiler alert, it did not. But there were some week 13 and week 14 trades that went absolutely mental. And I've looked at the stats of these. I've looked at all of the players' scores, points per game, the rankings, the buy situation, the injury situation. Essentially, the Butler's housed a few really key players from the Jiglets in exchange for an absolute amount of dross. But dross that on paper, from a scores point of view, looked fine. These trades were ostensibly in the Jiglets' favour. The Jiglets well out of the playoffs at this point. Somewhat galling was Landry and Waller for Thielen, where Landry was on a bye and then injured. Waller was heavily injured. Neither of them have played since. But then it turns out Thielen injured himself in Week 13, got one point, hasn't played since as well. Uh, High-ticket trade Jonathan Taylor for Devontae Adams and Saquon Barkley with a Marvin Jones kicker. That got a lot of flack on the WhatsApp. I stand by that trade. I think if you look at the long term, that was a good trade for the Gobblers. And in the short term, it did what I needed it to do to bring a, a sensational running back onto my team. Didn't work. Lost to the Butlers in Week 13. I tried to bring in Nick Chubb for Jonathan Taylor and a bunch of other stuff around it. Again, reasonably fair trade. In the circumstances, on the points, it looked way in the Hippogriff's favour. We'll talk about this at length at another time. Butlers, Swines, Jalen Waddle for Javante Williams. Waddle, on a bye that week and hasn't played since. Javante Williams, the emerging threat at the Broncos. This was an interesting one because this was very clearly and openly on GM Warren senior's part aimed at strengthening the swine's team who were playing the horn dogs in the last week to make sure that the swine's won the horn dogs lost and the butlers got in butlers sacrificed their own playoff hopes to make sure that the horn dogs didn't get in the motive for that don't know also in fact they didn't need to all he's done is made his team worse we would have lost it anyway but who am i to question the Abhorrent, chaotic genius of Gia Warren Senior. He's f- himself in a way that I told him before the weekend he would, and I don't think he'll listen to me next time. But what can you do? You can only try. Anyway, look honestly. I wanted to come on and say how unfair these trades were on the Horn Dogs and how much Butler's had f- housed the league. But realistically, having looked at the numbers, having looked at the stats. Having put myself in the position of the other people in the trades, including my own and the butlers, I don't know. I think they all look all right. I think people were trying to do what they needed to do. And none of these were overtly unfair on on any metric you could see. And it made the last couple of weeks way more exciting. I think we'll get a trade deadline next year. I don't know whether that's going to make it better or worse. But I mean, it's shenanigans for sure in a bad way. I'll let the league decide. I want to get GM Warren Sr. on this podcast. I want to get Ed back in this, 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 this fold. I want to talk about these trades at length at some point in the future. This is one to dissect later. What I'm going to do now is very quickly go to the game recap of what has turned out to be a very exciting playoff first round and has come up with some results that honestly make me really, really happy for the remaining two games of this league. So let's have a look at these teams. First teams through to the playoffs, and we're talking about... Oh, and I should say as well, what I'm not going to do, he says, doing it, is mention that the Honolulu Horn Dogs, having been knocked out of the the playoffs, uh, scored the second highest score of any team this week, would have basically bossed the entire playoff first round, absolutely annihilated the Swines who beat them in, in week 15 to knock them out. And, yeah, I mean whatever, I'm also not going to talk about the race to the bottom that was the Expat Panthers, Jiglets, Loser Bowl game. Or, Delocanators absolutely annihilating the Gooses Gobblers in a game that means nothing. We've got three game recaps, and the other three playoff games. Coming on to the first of which, Commissioners Chiefs, Hungry Hungry Hippogriffs. I mean, historic. First time the Chiefs have been in the playoffs in seven years of this league. It's, it's, it's really good for the franchise. It's nice to see for the Commish... Did he seize the opportunity? Did he f***? 88 point loss to 149 from the Hippogriffs. And if you want a statement about how you enter a, a playoff game, 149 from this Hippogriffs team is how you do it. Now... Well, how do you put up a score like that? Let me tell you. You you have Jonathan Taylor, who you traded in for a desperate man at the end of the playoffs. And let me say this as well. I suppose it should have said this earlier. I really think we should have a trade deadline, or at least some rules around who can or cannot trade past like week 12 when playoff spots are being decided. A trade deadline at week 11 seems like the most simple way of doing this to me. It stops all these shenanigans and the loser bowl. Giving the number one choice of draft position to the winner of the loser bowl was meant to get round this, meant to make people care about the loser bowl and not just be off all of their players once they're out of the playoffs. But I honestly don't think GM Goose will ever give a sh** about this. And I can understand how GM Olyoliana has had his spirit a little bit. Dashed against the rocks, having had the number one pick two years in a row and had it go so badly. So I get that, but I think the commissioner's going to step in here at some point. Anyway, that was a different story. 149 for the hippogriffs. Jonathan Taylor doing what he does. Solid performances from Stafford, James Robinson, Debo Samuel, Hunter Henry, who he picked up all that trade. A sort of nothing piece of that trade, picked up 25 in the first playoff game. Honestly, across the board, really, really good scores. Where did the commissioner lose it? Well, it's, it's, Really, this Arizona loss to Detroit and Kyler Murray just absolutely nowhere. Nothing from his stalwart running backs, Patterson and Kamara, failed to get ten between them. Fournette obviously went out after a decent score. Kittle doing what he does, but Jamar Chase was nowhere. T. Higgins was nowhere in a in a in a close Cincinnati Denver game. Not to be this year. Finally made the playoffs. Couldn't make it count in the first game, but hey, the franchise is growing. Second playoff game. All I do is Quinn. 111 versus the butlers best 77 and butlers i mean i said it before they absolutely tanked their team to make sure they made the playoffs and what's it done nothing for them so you know what are you gonna do but he's there he's in the big shot and maybe we'll be next year if we don't implement that trade deadline again but you know let down by a number of players injuries i mean he's playing some people who literally did not take the field tyler boyd had a good show Jalen hurts had a good show other than that, Quinn, low score from them compared to recent weeks, but he's got enough points on his bench to basically beat the Butlers this week. I, I think he'll be hoping for better from a lot of people. Obviously, Mike Evans went out injured. I know Dalvin Cook may be being meted a little bit towards the end of the season, but I want to see them make a real push for the Ponder Bowl this year. Then, very close game. 130 to 120, basically, we knock out the floating head doctors. Beige City... The rampant rage of the Thunder Down Under knocks the scientist out. And in this seventh year in the league, GM Preston is looking like the best chance he's ever going to have to make a push for this Ponder Bowl. What let the floating heads down? Well, not very much. 120 is a respectable score. Had to rely on Gaskin here, who didn't put up much. Cooper Cup, obviously sensational, but OBJ in the, the supporting role didn't do very much. And, you know, if he'd have played Davis for the Bills, maybe it was a different story, but who's doing that? Honestly, in the face of Christian Kirk, Dallas Goddard, Eckler, Burrow, this Wee Whackers team looked very threatening. The trouble is for the Wee Whackers, Eckler is on the COVID list. Godwin, now on IR. These two major players, Joe Mixon, I think, is carrying an injury potentially. The spine of his team has been hit by COVID and injuries. And will they recover from that? I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Either way, the team's going into the semifinals of the Pick 6. Delocanators last year's finalists. Hippogriffs, two years ago's finalists. Quinn, the redemption arc. And the Weedwhackers' tenacity. All four of them into the semis, and all four of them never been a winner before. So we are going to have a new Ponderpick 6 champion, one of those four. And that is incredibly exciting to me. I wish them all the very best of luck for the playoffs. I hope that after Christmas, Ed and I can find some time to sit down and really dissect these finals talk about some of the other stuff that's happened over the last three weeks, anything big that we really want to bring out. It's been horrible not to be able to sit down with Ed over the last couple of weeks and do this, and it's been horrible not talking to you guys. And I hope that going forward, we'll be able to do this a lot more regularly. But... That's going forward, and for now, I guess what I'll say, given a lot of perspective in the last couple of weeks, I've been taken down a peg or two, both as a GM of a fantasy team and as a man. And I've been shouted at, I've been ridiculed. I've been arrogant, and it wasn't deserved. And it's a time for reflection for the Horde Dogs, notwithstanding the fact that I sent a message last night saying, I'm going to win the Lose poll losers, and next year I'm coming for all of you. And I'd stand by that, but for now... Christmas is a time to take a step back and, and reflect, think about the year ahead, and I will be doing that, I hope all of you do that as well, and all I will say is that I wish you all a very happy Christmas, lovely holidays, a wonderful new year, all the best for 2022. Take care of each other, take care of yourselves, the Ponder Pick 6 will speak to you on the other side. The last thing I have to say is, woof, woof.